Hey, and welcome back to Audio Drum. I'm Riley in Oakland. With me, I have Doug. Hey, yo. And uh, Carlos. What's up? All right, guys, let's get down to brass tacks. I have another gruesome uh, story here to, to start the show off. I know, I know you love that. Every time. Every right? time. Every single episode, we start off with it's just violence. It's where my mind goes. I can't help it. I, I see these, these news stories, and they jump out at me. I can't blame you. So this one's from uh, Dane Schiller of the Houston Chronicle. And he writes about how Mexican cartels are kidnapping men and forcing them to fight to the death like gladiators. Have you guys heard about this at all? No. I, I, I've heard <laughs> of people being hung off bridges and all that stuff. I haven't heard uh, <laughs> this. Well, the I'm gist, the gist of the article impressive. is basically all that hanging off bridges and drawing and quartering of people, that's old, old news. And that the Zetas <laughs> cartel is now uh, arming kidnapped highway bus passengers with hammers, machetes, and sticks and forcing them to fight to the death. Wow. Yeah. Now, what? what is going on? It's madness down there. It's just madness. Yeah. It's absolute madness. I mean, I, 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 part of me wants to believe it because I'm sick like that, but the other part is like, is this? I don't know. Is this true? This guy's he's a source confirmed to have drug trafficking ties to the cartels, apparently. Uh, but he see he spins this story of, you know, this Zetas cartel, which I guess is the most violent of the uh the Mexican cartels currently operating uh you know how they're they're kidnapping these highway bus passengers and you know doing all sorts of stuff you you know you can only imagine to to everyone and then the able-bodied men are are being you know forced into these into these death matches and then the survivors are eventually then taken into captive and then eventually sent on these suicide missions so oh my god i know i keep waiting for, keep waiting for one of you guys to ask me like right carlos <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your bad. We're not. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, what do you think about this, Carlos? As a Mexican, yeah, if, if you do know something, though, speak up. <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I can't really talk about it too much. Um, I, I was the source for that article. So. <laughs> is that you? So it's, so it's lies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what you're telling me is it's all lies. No, it's so crazy. I mean, I, I, I heard some obviously other gruesome stuff like just beheadings. To mm -hmm. get back to that, that little trope that we like. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know what, what can be done. Um, I, as far as I know, um, a good amount of the, the head of the police departments and stuff, they either get ran out because of threats or, or bought off um, or killed. And it's like, what, what can we do as a, as a race of humans? Yeah, yeah. Like, what can the human race do for, for Mexico? Uh, and I don't know. Oh, you know what, what comes after the the human cockfighting? You know. Yeah, I know. Where do we go from here? Well, you know, maybe this. I mean, not that this is going to be so widespread that you know, like people are going to have to be, you know, crashing into Mexico and this is the final straw. But it's stuff like this, I think, that will push situations like this to their to their breaking point, where then somebody has to step in and go like, enough's enough. Yeah. 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 Um. Maybe Team America World Police should be called on and handle this sort of situation. I think this is the kind of situation they're best suited for. I hate that movie, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I have never, I, I never watched it again after the I saw it in the theater, which probably doesn't speak very well for how much I like it. But <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, take a take a big stance on it. I like the part where they made fun of uh, people's political beliefs. <laughs> really, Always good. Really took a Always stand. Good. Yes. Very clever. Very <laughs> clever. Um, wait, so I guess I'm a little confused maybe. Are, are the purpose of these uh, death matches to 
get the, the strongest and the best and then send the winners quote unquote on suicide missions and do drug stuff i mean uh, ostensibly that is but they said that this is not uh according to the article this is not a valid you know uh in- intimidation tactic or recruitment tactic so probably this is just for their entertainment which is scarier really yeah i mean yeah it's it has no purpose then yeah than exactly mm-hmm. it's just like we can't we did it because we can well let me tell you guys a story this and this segues into the, my next thing but when i was in ninth grade i was uh in a science class and we were it was came time to dissect uh frogs and they brought these frogs out in a big um, bucket, open, reeking of, you know, rot and everything, which I don't think that's very scientific or, or sterile. But we took, we were all, we were all, uh, they divvied these frogs up amongst us. And I don't know, dude, I honestly, I didn't think I went to this, like, super broke school. This is ninth grade, so I was still in Canada. But uh, we, I remember we only had enough rubber gloves for every... You know, we had lab partners, so for every partnership to get uh, one set. So, so you guys had to share a pair? Well, that's what we did, yeah. We were geniuses like that. And we, uh, instead of one person... <laughs> having one? Having one, you know, one person having both and doing all the work, we were like, no way, we both want to, like, mess around with this frog. So Scott Young and I uh, partnered up. I don't know if I was the left hand or the right hand, but we one, you know, was kind of holding and one was doing the scalpel thing, and then we probably switched off. Or maybe, maybe we didn't do left hand, right hand style. We might have done both of our dominant hands. That probably would have been smarter. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> rubber gloves aren't really uh, tailored for the hand, I don't think. You know, but I don't know. I remember kind of doing like that. Maybe, maybe you know, we're ninth grade. Maybe we were that stupid at Did that time. Did one of them have like a, a shorter thumb area? You could that would be for the pinky, you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Carlos. You just put, it's just the palm side that changes, dude. Not the Not the finger side, but anyway. <laughs> so we were cutting into it, and I don't know if it was because of this, you know, limited dexterity we had by only having one glove each, but I, wh- whoever cut in, either he was cutting or I was cutting, but the um, juices squirted straight into my mouth. I remember, <laughs> I I feel like I can still remember the taste, you know, like it's just horrible. And these frogs were stinky, and oh, they smelled like rancid chemicals. And I think it was formaldehyde. I mean, I'm not positive. You know, I, I don't know for a fact that they embalmed the frogs or whatever with that. But it, to me, that's always been formaldehyde. And so when I was just reading uh, that formaldehyde has just been added to the list of carcinogens after quite a long time, I just, I want to ask you guys, what are my chances? Um, I'm screwed. There's slim. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, yeah. Uh, Carcinogens. There, there's been a lot of cancer talk recently with the whole cell phone thing. And, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, well, according according to uh, CNN.com, formaldehyde, which is uh, used, like we said, in embalming fluid, but also in uh, consumer products, um, has been added to the list of, of known carcinogens. Uh, it's used in nail polishes, hair straightening products, pressed wood products, and industrial glues. And apparently, I didn't know this, it's a large component in the... Uh, New car smell because the fumes are emanating from the carpets and upholstery, plastics and glues, mm. so, which smells good. So maybe I don't. I might great. be off base. Maybe formaldehyde's delicious smelling, but <laughs> I don't know. 
You want to ride the wave? The formaldehyde wave? I think I might be addicted to it now. <laughs> Since ninth um, grade, it's just been me. laying dormant. Now, pe- people, like, smoke formaldehyde and stuff, right? Isn't that what, uh... Sherm? They Sherm, do? right? I thought Sherm was, like, um... Angel Dust. Angel Dust. What is... Okay, yes, I think you're right. Well, what is, like, a joint... Maybe it's... A joint dipped in embalming fluid, formaldehyde. That's something, right? Have you been watching Martin Lawrence stand up? Is this <laughs> Is that what got him screaming? I don't know. Uh, is that what he's running telling that? Oh, I don't know. Well, I, wasn't we're going off on tangents here. Wasn't Martin Lawrence like picked up like in the middle of the street? Yeah, that was Angel a while Dust. While ago screaming Angel Dust. Okay. Um no, I feel like a joint dipped in formaldehyde is something. It sounds Sherm is, like something. Sherm is PCP. Yes, and so that's angel dust, PCP. Okay, I'm not, I'm not uh, hip to the streets there, man. Sorry. I guess we all have to go check out Martin Lawrence, <laughs> rental debt. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, sorry. No, that's uh, about that's about it. I just, uh, I mean, formaldehyde. It's like who? I don't know. Now I'm kind of like even shocked that we ever thought that that wasn't bad for you. I mean, it sounds terrible. We embalm bodies with it. It's in nail polish and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it'd be awesome for you because it, it prevents stuff from breaking down, right? A good exactly. point. Mm-hmm. You immortal, maybe. Maybe they just don't want us to know about its immortality effects, so <laughs> they're trying to scare us all away from it. Yeah. Steve Jobs, anyone? Strictly formaldehyde. <laughs> oh. Putting it out there. He's sick. Is, is, wait, is he? Yes, he's very sick. <laughs> no, I know he's sick. Uh, I don't think you did, though. <laughs> well, no, I do. No, no, no. Uh, well, here's here's one, one last little news point I wanted to, to bring up. Because uh, this, I don't know, this just sounded like something you guys, especially Carlos, would just love. A woman is on trial for killing a rapper with one punch. Oh, my God. Ooh. Yeah, according to Christina Ng at ABC, uh, Ng, I think that's right, NG, at abcnews.com. Uh, a woman, a uh, hundred says, a hundred and forty-two pound woman, uh, is on is on trial for killing an aspiring rapper with one punch to the face during a party in which the victim agreed to be hit as part of a five-dollar bet. <laughs> <laughs> so John Fatboy Powell, who's twenty-five, was at a party with with uh, his band Kill, uh, Crazy Killers, and uh-huh. he bet he accepted a five-dollar party bet that he could be punched by a woman, and she uh, punched him. She was only twenty-two. She punched him, and then he. Uh, a few minutes later, he passed out, and he was taken to uh, uh, the hospital in Illinois, and he died. Oh, <laughs> what's funny? I think oh, what's really man. funny to me, right off the top, is the the term "aspiring rapper." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know. Me. <laughs> aspiring rapper, but I mean, you know, those are out boy. there. Oh, that's fat boy. I mean, he had a band, Carlos Crazy Killers. Everyone knows Crazy Killers. Guessing the crazy was spelled with a K. Oh, you were too good. How's Killers spelled? <laughs> <laughs> with the Z at the end. Oh my gosh! And an A, A Z at the end. So you got it. You, I, but you've heard of them, so that doesn't count because you're I clearly a huge, definitely have not heard crazy killers fan. Definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google these guys. Yeah. Um, no. Nope. What? What did he die from? I don't a know. A punch to the face? I mean, there's, did like his nose break and stab his brain or something? <laughs> well, everyone knows that move. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I, you know, I found this actually right before we started talking. So I, I have to admit, I, I didn't uh, do my due diligence except for reading this one article. But um, I don't know, man. You know, died from head injuries. I don't know. Heart failure. <laughs> I would embarrassment. I, in, you know, is the woman on trial for 
involuntary manslaughter or something? Something like, like that, yeah. Oh, man, I bet she feels really bad. I'm sure she felt horrible. She didn't want him she, to die. She killed the man. <laughs> and that's the thing. If he, ex- I mean, I, you know, we don't know all the details, um, but let's speculate anyway. Uh, if he, if he accepted the bet, I mean, is she really to blame? It's called it's assisted suicide, is what it is. <laughs> ah, uh, legal loophole. She's the new Kevorkian. <laughs> yeah. She's filling filling uh, his uh, void. What happened to the five dollars? That's a good point. <laughs> Went to the family, man. <laughs> and is that really a bet? Will you be punched by a woman? I mean... Not really. That's not really a bet. That's payment. Just doing something. Yeah. I don't consider that a bet. Oldest profession in the world. Punching. For money. <laughs> Party bets. <laughs> what, was his, what was his name? What was his rap name? Fatboy. Fat Boy. Oh my god. Or he might have gone by John Fatboy Powell. I don't know, but that was his name. Doubtful. <laughs> I doubt that. Oh, JP. Fatboy, he's just not trying to differentiate himself at all. Well, it happens. A million rappers aren't the most creative, usually. (laughs) That's true. Cameron dropped that E in the middle of his name and just added the uh, apostrophe. I'm I'm sure that's all that happened right there. Yeah, that's that's a little interesting thing. I wonder what the the reason would be behind that. Just to do something slightly different, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of a cool name, I guess. Yeah. Not Cameron, it's Cameron. That's how I always say it, don't you? Well, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm saying that's what he was he was trying to say. Yeah. That statement, so. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, otherwise it's just Cameron. That's not a really cool name. Boring. Boring. Drop that e. Poof. You I, mad? You mad? <laughs> you mad? That was a pretty funny video. I'm glad you guys checked it out. Yeah. Anyone that hasn't, check Bill out O'Reilly. the uh, yeah Bill O'Reilly, Cameron, Damon Dash video on youtube it's definitely worth your time worth your eight minutes yeah what what i was telling doug for that the purpose of posting that was that uh i didn't realize that the the whole you mad uh thing became a meme and for people out there you mad is basically um well you can watch the video but it's like if somebody is getting mad like say they're, they're getting beat at a video game call of duty or something and they start getting upset uh and somebody will just rub it in by saying you mad and it's supposed to just kind of escalate their anger. Yeah, he gets, and I'm sure it does. He gets really immature about it too. It's not just like you mad. He's like you mad, you mad. It's good. Well, yeah, I like and it. He won't even let like anyone get a word in. He no. just talks for everyone. It's obnoxious. It's it crazy. is. But Damon Dash really held his own. I thought. Yeah. He was. He was excellent. He was very yeah. professional. He did a good job. And so, I haven't heard very nice things about Damon Dash. So. Well. And you know. Rich. Maybe he's not a very nice guy. To be nice, it's true. That is true. Um. So you're talking about a a movie you just saw. I'm dying to know what it is. I kind of want to jump into a a movie discussion here. I don't know, Riley. I know you have Netflix, Uh, Carlos. I'm not sure if you do or not, but um, the way I kind of go about filling up my queue is that you know, like I'll just read something on the internet or someone will say something mm. and then I'll just, Oh, just boom, add it to my queue instantly. And then, you know, I have like a hundred movies in my queue. Me too. So I don't even think about them. No, you and go fast I, and loose. Right, right. Exactly. And the, the way that I figure out what movie I want next, uh, I just go through my queue and see what movie I want to see and bump it up to the top. And here we go. Are we and talking, sorry. So let me just, are we talking like physical discs or the no, we're talking physical? Okay. Although, I mean, streaming's the same idea. Yeah, I kind of uh, do the same thing, too. Physical. Physical. Okay. okay. And 
Now, you guys might have already seen this movie and know about it. I don't know. Um, and I don't remember how it ended up on my queue or why I added it or whatever, but I noticed that there's a film called Jim Cotta on the bottom mm. of my queue. J, or not J, Jesus. Uh, G-Y-M-K-A-T-A. Jim I've heard Cotta. of it. I've heard of that, too. I don't know Okay. Okay. Cool. enough about it. Um, Enlighten us. Apparently, and I didn't know this until uh, after watching the movie, uh, it's directed by the same person who directed Enter the Dragon. Mm. But don't be fooled. Uh, this, I won't. Movie, this movie is garbage. But it's very <laughs> interesting. It uh, it is about a gymnast that the I don't know CIA, the government. I don't even know if an agency is named. Just the government um, recruits to infiltrate a fictional Middle Eastern country named Parmistan. Which just reminds me of like pasta. Yeah, no, no, totally. Me too. Some sort of cheese. Parmesan, know. yeah, like cheese and like, like Italian dishes and stuff. But mm-hmm. Parmesan. Um, and it's very End of the Dragon esque where he needs to compete in a game. And it's called like the game. Uh, and, you know, may the best man survive and all that stuff. But uh, the game is basically an obstacle course that just so happens to require both the skills of a gymnast and <laughs> I love like, that. A, like a ninja. Of course, know? of course. Right. And so he's got a very uh, specialized style of fighting. And uh, it's it's a hell of a film. The action scenes are ridiculous. You got, you got your punched in sounds um, that clearly were not happening, you know, while the fighting was taking place. Mm-hmm. So, post, you know post sounds which are hilarious um you've got you know a big gang you know a big gang of eight ninjas and he's constantly fighting ninjas which <laughs> doesn't make sense but like all clad in uh, that ninja gear with like the the hoods and the all, eye slits and stuff yeah you have like a sword on their back and stuff just your very typical image of a ninja well Par- uh, parmesan is known for their ninja population absolutely parmesan. of course all the stuns <laughs> full of ninjas ninja trainings I wonder if she, uh, if the Mexican cartel have seen this movie. Well, <laughs> let's hope they? they haven't. Or should they? <laughs> Give bad ideas, man. Let me tell you. But uh, the acting's horrible. I mean, you know, it's it's bad for the typical reasons. But I I really feel like it's it's kind of special a little bit because it has so much awesome gymnast footage, hmm. and it just it reminded me how. I guess awesome in the classic sense, uh, gymnastics is. Yeah, it's it crazy. is. It's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. And this guy cannot fight. He's not a fighter by any means, but he is a gymnast. He's a gold medal American gymnast. I don't know his name. But, is this uh, a, is this movie uh, English language? English language. It came out in the eighties. Mm. And it's uh, it, it, now you said it's horrible, but the glee in your voice. Sort of betrays that. And... No, it's, it's great. No, it's great, but it's horrible. You know. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just hoping. I'm saying go see it. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'd, I'd no. be down to watch it again right here, right now. Really, it's great. Uh, but, but terrible at the same time. It's terrible. Each scene ends in a very awkward fashion. Like uh, the gymnast dude is is telling the the government guy, uh, no, like I'm going in. I'm gonna kill the king. Uh, like spoiler alerts, the king. What? Nah, never. I'm not even gonna get into it. He wants. <laughs> cares? He wants to kill the king, and the government guy uh, is like, "No, 
you can't do that. I'm sending in this guy. Why does You're this guy want to kill the king so badly? He wants to kill the king. <laughs> like, uh, he's really, like, he's done a, a thorough workup on the history of Parmistan. He knows that the king is bad for these people, and he's going to go in and Jim Cotta these people to death? <laughs> well, I'll just say he... He witnesses uh, a little bit of tyranny firsthand. Oh, wow. I'll leave it at that. It's just a little arrogant on his part. That's all I'm saying. He doesn't know all the factors, social and economic, you know, that go into into the ruling of this country. Could have been a great king. It's the American way, Riley. Come on. He could have been a great king. He just inherited a bad situation, you know? Yeah. That's true. Sound familiar? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, now I'm no. looking at the movie in a totally different way now that you guys are uh, presenting it in this angle. I feel like no. you're missing the symbolism. <laughs> There's nothing but what is on screen when it comes to this film. And so he's like, I'm going to kill the king. The government dude's like, no, you're not. And he walks over to like a binder. This is the gymnast guy. He walks over to a binder, opens it up. And it's about like five seconds of silence. Closes Perfect. it, looks up at the government guy and goes, like, like something along the lines of like, you better be prepared to send two men in. And then he's just staring for two seconds, and then it cuts. So he goes over, opens a binder, looks at it for three seconds, says this line that is not anything powerful at all, and then it just cuts to the next scene. And like every scene ends this way. It's really something special. I do kind of want to see this movie now. Jim Cotta. Unfortunately, it's not streaming. Uh, but the physics is out there. That changes everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny because, like, when I'll add movies and stuff, I'm like, oh, damn, it's not streaming. Like, uh, I don't know. But it's not any more trouble for me. I know. It's true. But that's why I haven't watched, like, a first-tier movie in probably six months. Yeah, it's a huge deterrent, and I don't know why. And I guess I'm just ashamed that I've become, like, that lazy where, <laughs> like – Opening the envelope and putting the disc in, I'm like, ah, screw that, man. I know. What? Well, it's not even that. To me, it's just the uh, having to choose so far ahead of time what I'm going to watch. And I know it's like only yeah. maybe if you really plan it up, you know, you've got one to send in, you go on your queue, you check it out. It's maybe only like three days, that you, four days that you have to choose ahead of time. But it, I just, I'm out of the touch with it even. It's like, I just no longer really know how to do the, the Netflix dance as well as I used to. I just do yeah. the streaming stuff. It's a bit of an art, for sure. It is. I was good at it for some time, but now I, I get I, I'm constantly stuck with with movies that I'm like into watching, but just not at that moment. Yeah. Like yeah. I've had the fighter here for like two weeks, maybe. And I know Fire. it's good, but you know it's like yeah. Sometimes you want something over the top of like you know I want to watch like The Expendables or something, which I still haven't seen because I haven't got it on on Netflix, but. You know, I, I, what I have is Woody Allen's Sleeper, which I just watched, and it definitely didn't fulfill that that need for violence <laughs> that I have. <laughs> I By the way, I just wanted to back this up and say when I when I when I said I had heard of Jim Cotta, I was mistaken because it came to me as you were talking about it. I was thinking of Gun Cotta from Equilibrium. Oh yes, Gun Cotta. Yeah. Yeah. Which clearly. No, no, no. This is very different. Yeah. Jim Cotta. I, I don't think I know anything about that. Jim Cotta. Well, now you do. Um, I, I feel like whenever I get, like, the movies that I'll get on disc, like, I remember, like, I sat on Slumdog Millionaire for, like, six months, probably. Mm. Like, I, the movies that I get on disc are always, like, critically acclaimed, like, like heavy movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not, 
not saying Slumdog Millionaire is the example of that kind of movie. No, but it's not a bad one. No, I, I know. I pretend I like good movies, too. And then what I really want is Punisher Warzone. Right. <laughs> right. I thought, so, I, thought, I thought you already owned Crash, Doug. Is that one of those movies that you'd get? Crash? I don't own Crash. How dare you? <laughs> uh, well, you could own Crash, but as long as you own the David Cronenberg Crash and not I the... Do. Not going to front. Don't have the Cronenberg. The other dude's um, Crash. That's a hell of a movie. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, Jim Cotta, go check it out. Director of Enter the Dragon, though, I find I find that interesting. What you know about Han? <laughs> <laughs> those those yeah. movies are fun. When I was when I was talking about the uh, the the hammer hammer fights with in the uh, in the Zetas cartel gladiator, gladiator fights, I was thinking of that old boy scene where he fights with oh, the yeah. hammer. I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that fight That's scene. Pretty awesome. I wonder how many times they had to do that. Man, I don't know. How many times could you do that? Once, <laughs> yeah, that 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 looks draining. I mean, I know he's an actor, but I, I like to think you can tell he's he's drained by the end of that scene. Yeah, definitely. It's good stuff, you know. Speaking of cartels, uh, I'm just gonna jump into something else. So real jump, real quick. jump ahead. Um, started. Uh, I've started reading a book called Killing Pablo. It's by the dude that wrote. It's nonfiction. It's by the guy who wrote Black Hawk Down. The name of the author is not coming to me right now. Uh, but it's about the CIA investigation. Wait a minute. Is this in uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad Season 3? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, but yes, uh, Uncle Uncle Hank recommends to uh, Hank Jr. to read Killing Pablo. And it's about uh, the dudes that basically are behind the assassination of Pablo Escobar. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and so you know, I'm reading it. It's interesting. It's talking about how, uh, you know, how he came into power and you know, killing, killing people that stood in his way and bribing politicians and you know, buying poor people stuff and everything and all that. Um, and I guess I, very specific. <laughs> buying them stuff, <laughs> like soccer fields, you know, just to to win their favor. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, the book's taking a turn here and. So I'm not going to continue talking about Pablo Escobar because I'm only about 50 pages in. But uh, I, I, and it's funny because I started reading this book today, and my girlfriend Amanda and I yesterday were talking about cocaine. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, I'm really, again, well, it's something that uh, I'm relatively ignorant when it comes to cocaine. Sorry to be a prude, but I didn't realize that cocaine. You know, I was looking at the. I, don't know, I was looking at some chart. It was it was ranking all like the most commonly used drugs, the 20 most commonly used drugs, for the damage, bodily harm that it does, and mm-hmm. dependence that it causes. And cocaine is the second most harmful and addictive drug, I guess, of the most commonly used drugs, second only to heroin. And it wasn't like significantly less harmful or addictive. I mean, it was hmm. less. It, not huge, and I, I guess I just didn't realize how dangerous cocaine was. I guess I don't really? know. I really, didn't yeah. think about that. Well, I don't know. Like, uh... to be honest, I'm I'm more surprised that heroin's number one because I know it's super addictive, and I know that this is tra- taking the drug as its, you know, street form and and it's it, you know what people are actually using. But I was under the impression that heroin by itself is actually not very da- uh, physically damaging at all. Huh. I think it is, no? I don't know. I've heard that, like... Now, I haven't looked this up anytime recently or anything, but I've heard that heroin in its purest form 
when used, the the only side effect is uh, other than um, dependence, dependence is uh, <laughs> is is constipation. But if you think about it, dependence in itself is not uh, is not um, physically harmful necessarily. Oh, it's the most physically harmful there is, rather. Well, <laughs> what, what do you? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like uh, I think that I think that with heroin, and you're probably right because it's probably like all cut, and then the the, the method of of uh, you know whatever you call it, uh, administration or whatever. Stepping on it. Interview. Stepping on it. We've all seen the wire, Carlos. Uh, you know, of, of injecting it is probably why it makes it makes it the most harmful because you know they're they're stepping on it with all sorts of stuff and then you're injecting yeah. it straight into your your veins. But I, I would have thought meth would be would be the most. Yeah. No, meth is a uh, meth is down. So meth, Even... that's okay. <laughs> Meth's cool. Apparently, <laughs> apparently we got greenlit for meth. <laughs> Is that just because not as many people are using it? Like, is this is this like how many people are affected worldwide based on these things, or is this like if you were to use any one of these things, this is the order that they would be damaged? You should do them. <laughs> that what you said, Riley, not Carlos. Uh, that was my interpretation. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't look too much into it. I guess I guess my surprise with the whole deadliness of cocaine is that I guess I didn't know it was that addictive. Mm. Uh-huh. And I've seen Scarface, which is one of the more accurate depictions of cocaine use, I would feel. And machine uh, guns. Yeah. And machine guns. Limitless ammo. And ro- and romance. Mm. True. <laughs> Just love. Um, I don't know. I like. I. I, I no, I guess I, I'm. I'm surprised by that too. No. Cocaine was like not dangerous or anything. Like I know cocaine's not good. Uh, but I, I didn't realize it was so addictive. I guess. I mean, it's number two. It's number yeah. two. I guess, but when you think about, about when you think about people, you know, people with drug problems, you know, celebrities throughout the ages with drug problems. I guess I'm not that surprised because you hear about you think about people with heroin problems and people with cocaine problems. So, yeah, I don't know what else. I I know what you're saying, but I don't know what else I might think it would be other than meth. Yeah, true. Which is the scariest thing in the world to me. I'm thinking out loud a little bit. Uh, Crack rock. Doesn't exactly uh, have the greatest connotation in our society, which is just like a cocaine remix. So uh, it's a good way to put it. I like that. Remix. Remix. <laughs> uh, smoke it. I get, uh, and this leads me to my next point. I guess I just have no idea. And this is what Amanda and I were talking about yesterday. What is cocaine? What and is I didn't cocaine? bother to look it up. <laughs> it comes from coca leaves. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I think it's just a, um, you know, a, a, a processed form of the of the naturally occurring stuff that's in coca leaves. Honestly, I don't I don't totally know either. I've just kind of taken it taken it for granted, I guess, um, that I know what it is. But you're right. I mean, I think it's just a a form of this drug that's naturally occurring in nature. I always thought. So it was... it, okay, so it is like somewhat naturally occurring i mean oh you know absolutely it is you know and like crack open a pod and there's all this white powder comes out and stuff i don't think it's a pod it's uh it's in leaves and they chew it you know like up in the up in the uh andes i guess i I don't know i haven't done any background research here so if i'm getting this totally wrong uh, i apologize to the listeners but i I know that i remember uh learning in in my uh, one of my history classes that you know up in the andes they would chew it and and the the little stimulant effect would allow them to um to to survive higher altitudes because it was it was uh, opening up their their uh, capillaries and stuff like that and causing their heart to be a little to beat a little faster that would you know get blood around 
Um, so, I mean, it's there. I think we're just, you know, with, with modern uh, pharmaceutical technology, they've just uh, increased its potency and, and uh, made it more, more and more okay. strong. I forget what I, uh, when I was younger, and uh, I think I watched some movie that had cocaine use in it. Um, I don't know. I was probably like 12. And uh, I think somebody explained it to me that cocaine was like the crushed bones of superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking like I, I thought it was serious for a second. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those were rough times for me. Is this in the movie or <laughs> it was like somebody explaining it to me? Were they serious? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, that'd be ridiculous unless they're on coke when they said it. I mean, like, were they saying this, like, to demonstrate how horrific it is? I, I think it's more how awesome it is. <laughs> <laughs> so is this is that why this person's going, you know, remaining nameless? Is that? Uh... Oh, I, I could have just made that up. <laughs> no, cats. <laughs> I hope you're not you're not feeding us feeding us lines. But I do remember similarly, like thinking when I was a kid. Uh, some, I think my dad was was explaining to me, um, like drinking alcohol and the purpose and what being drunk was. And I remember for some reason my takeaway from that conversation was only pirates get drunk. Yeah, it's kind of one of those deals, <laughs> sort of. I don't know where how I came up with that, but I remember thinking, man, those pirates, they're always getting drunk. Your dad must have had a hell of a way of explaining alcohol, man, if that was the conclusion. He might have, like yeah. This, talking like this. <laughs> Peg legs. When you get your leg amputated, it hurts a lot, and it also fights scurvy, so... <laughs> pirates. <laughs> I don't know, you know, maybe we had seen something, and he was like, oh, you know those pirates that were on that thing? that They were drunk. That's what being drunk's like. I, I, I honestly don't know why I came up with this, other than just, you know, uh, children's mind are... Uh, very very strange places well yeah i mean pirates are and i don't mean this jokingly like in movies and stuff they're like always drunk and smash so yeah especially back then you know? used, yeah so if your father used that as a reference point i can't blame him he might have he also told me you know we were watching cheers and and sam malone was an alcoholic so he he told me that uh you know an alcoholic um is someone who once they have a sip of alcohol a drink of alcohol they can't ever stop or they can't stop and I took it like they can't ever stop, and I just it blew my mind. I was like, "What? Ever? Like constantly drunk? Forever? You know?" And I guess that's kind of the truth. But I was just thinking of someone like 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 you know seven style, just drinking until they were exploding. It's a seven in. The seven in. <laughs> you guys ever think uh, how much uh, pirates would stink? They would definitely smell. I always wonder about that, like in period pieces and uh, movies and stuff. I always wonder if people just smell terrible all the time. Oh, they definitely did, yeah, for sure. I know when you watch those old, like, uh, you know, not even it doesn't have to be that old, but you know, like Victorian era stuff. I'm sure exactly. those people they were super, super stinky. Yeah, I feel like because they, I don't know how how did they get the water? Just I don't even I don't even know how they got the water, but well, it depends where you live. But you know, buckets, buckets from how they get the water though for like for like baths and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, probably bring bring buckets in from a well. <laughs> but some of, you have to drink some of it too, though. Not the bath water. Sometimes I bet they drank that. <laughs> I think you'd lose that bet. <laughs> okay. I think well, we I, I think we've known for quite some time that we don't want to drink what we bathe in, and also I mean what they're bathing in is even grosser than what we bathe in because they're dirtier to begin with, you know. I mean. They're like we at least a week probably between baths. There's some dirty water, and no, your instinct is gonna tell you just don't drink that. 
What about your thirst? Mm, great point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. I don't know, man. I I'm think... tough back then. <laughs> For all the listeners at home, let's turn this interactive. Google Victorians drinking bath water. <laughs> yeah. That could be you some know. dirty stuff, dude. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I, I would have your safe search on at least moderate if you're doing that. Yeah. yeah sure. Probably a good idea. Don't right. put it. Don't put in the word tub if you're looking for bath stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. True. Spoken like a man with experience. <laughs> True that. Experience. Well, guys, David has sent us another one of his uh, excellent audio blogs here, and and I gotta I gotta admit he's told me just enough to get me uh really really stoked to hear it. So. Titillated. Titillated. I'm I'm titillated right here. So Can you if say you... that on the air, is that cool? Oh no, I'll censor that. Okay, good. It'll just come out like elated, <laughs> elated. Uh, so yeah, if you you know if you guys don't mind, let's uh, let's take a little break and, and listen to what he's what he sent us. From 1997 until 2002, Fox Television aired an almost awesome show called Beyond Belief: Fact or Fiction. It was hosted by Star Trek's Jonathan Frakes as a poor man's Robert Stack in a homeless man's Unsolved Mysteries. If you don't recall the show, the basic premise was that Frakes would tell you a few stories per episode, with each dramatized as its own segment. Some of the stories were fact, others were fiction, with the truth revealed at the end of the episode. Orson Welles did it better with his film F for Fake. Jonathan Frakes was a few inches taller, so credit for the concept goes to him. You can probably see where this is going. Here come some stories. You guess which are true, which aren't trust you to do the right thing. Segment 1. Fuck bunnies. Mankind's curiosity is perhaps eclipsed only by his cruelty. In the long and miserable days before real scientific understanding and clinical research, the question, is this woman pregnant, wasn't something that could be answered with a quick squirt on a $20 stick from the pharmacy. In those days, guesswork prevailed, and practices for predicting pregnancy included uroscopy, which involved the naked eye observation of one's urine for signs of illness or buns in the oven, kind of like reading tea leaves. In the early part of last century, however, the scientific community finally aligned the presence of certain hormones with the likelihood that a woman had a little baby inside her tummy. That said, testing for these hormones was costly and time-consuming, and the simple error-proof tests we know today were still decades off. So, how to test for these hormones on the cheap became the task at hand. And what better way to test for new life than to end the life of another? Bring in the age-old symbol for rampant procreation, the bunny rabbit. Starting in the 1930s, women that were suspected of being pregnant would provide a doctor with their urine, much like today. The doctor would in turn take this urine to the lab, much like today. And that's where the similarities end. This urine of the 1930s would then be injected into a young female rabbit, allowed to steep for a day or two. Then the rabbit would be torn open and its ovaries picked over to look for signs of ovulation. Congratulations, Mrs. Harrison. The cute little rabbit's ovaries were as big as grapes. We've already scheduled you for a prenatal exam, and we've got you on the books for the mandatory wheat germ and seawater enema. Segment 2. Orange, you glad you don't live here. The Vietnam War. The campaign by the U.S. military against the encroaching influence of communism into Vietnam. We've all learned about it and the various atrocities committed throughout. One such atrocity... The use of the defoliant agent orange has become synonymous with the secrecy and inhumanity of military and corporate synergism. Monsanto, Dow Chemical, and Diamond Shamrock, 
Three mega conglomerates and chemical producers that each had a hand in manufacturing Agent Orange then helped the U.S. to cover up the debacle. A researcher and plant biologist discovered the usage of this chemical as a destructive defoliant after attempting to use it to shorten the growing season of soybeans. Turns out that if you put enough of this stuff in the soil, nothing can grow and no plant can survive. The U.S. military, apparently looking to increase the maliciousness of its campaign against the people of Vietnam, recruited their pals in the chemical corps to create massive amounts of Agent Orange. The substance was then sprayed across rural Nam to inhibit plant growth. But why? The American public was kept in the dark regarding the use of Agent Orange until 1965, three years into the nine-year campaign involving the substance. They were told it was a measure put in place to thin the forests in which the Viet Cong hid and ambushed American soldiers. Without the foliage, those dirty Charlies would have nowhere to hide, nowhere to practice their sneaky guerrilla warfare, thus forcing them onto the battlefield where they could fight like men. Turns out, they were lying. The real reason for the dumping of toxic chemicals on the Vietnamese countryside was much more nefarious. See, the bigwigs had realized that the American military could more easily take control of the urban areas within Vietnam. The cities were under the influence of the U.S. forces early on in the campaign. It was the rural areas that posed the real problem. The soldiers were ill-adapted for that environment and combat style, and were fighting a losing battle against the V.C. So, a few handshakes among generals and tycoons, and 12 million gallons of Agent Orange later, the famines that swept the countryside forced the rural Vietnamese into American-controlled cities, thereby improving the chances of an American victory. However, there was no victory. The U.S. lost the war, and it turned out exposure to Agent Orange could maim or even kill humans, and cause unspeakable reproductive mutations. Babies were born with extra limbs or with their faces half-formed, and it's estimated that nearly 5 million Vietnamese people to date have been affected by the cruel concoction. Segment 3. Heads Down, 7 Up. Okay, 7 Up. I liked it better when it was called Sprite. Some Europeans call it lemonade. It sucks. Everyone knows that. But apparently it didn't used to. Back before drugs were sold by sketchy dudes on dark corners, the beverage companies of America had a keenness for anticipating what the consumers really craved. And it wasn't just sugary fizz. No, the American people demanded mind-altering substances in their sweet summer refreshments, and they got it. Coca-Cola, as we've all heard, once contained coca leaf extract, better known as cocaine. Pepsi contained pepsin, a digestive enzyme extracted from pig bellies and thought to be a catalyst for a positive disposition and strong bowel movements. But what about that shitty 7-Up? What encouraged people to spend a hard-earned nickel on such an underwhelming drink? Why, lithium, of course! Every schizo's favorite alkali metal. It's true. Back when weed was an actual weed and heroin was sold at CVS, you could get all kinds of dumb from a bottle of 7-Up. The mood stabilizer lithium citrate was a key ingredient in that terrible drink until 1950. So let's demand a 7-Up throwback, and don't just add cane sugar. Do us a favor and pump our sodas full of drugs, like in the golden era. We already drink the stuff like fiends, why not give us the goods? Okay, there you have it. Can you sort out the fact from fiction? Are you smart enough to know when I'm lying? Probably. Bonus segment. True or false? A recent episode of South Park contained a scene in which a grown man pees all over a sleeping young boy, then slaps him in the face. Now that's comedy. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, uh, if I'm up to this. Are you okay? 
I'm kind of pissed. Off. I'm I'm pissed off that he was back on Seven Up. I love Seven Up. Oh come on! No you, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Carlos. What the hell? Maybe. You don't. People don't like Seven Up now. Terrible. <laughs> it's not a good soda, man. Jesus. What? It's not right, I mean, really. I'm another, surprised to hear you say that. It's another discussion for another time. I, I would say between that and ginger ale, it's my favorite soda. But ginger ale is excellent. Now you're talking like cheap. Bargain basement ginger ale, aren't you? Because that's the only way that those two could be compared. Ooh, oh, you son of a bitch! A I don't know, man. I, what's I, do people not like lemon lime soda? No, people I do not do that. Not particularly. I'll be I'll be honest. As a as a uh, as a sometimes soda pusher, I will tell you that is not a popularly ordered beverage. I don't care about the masses. Well, neither do I. I but do that's what you that. just asked. <laughs> I did if, ask. I guess now that I think about it. Well, whatever. Um, more stuff this, enough for me then, I guess. I guess so. You you just you you keep ahead drinking your uh your Canadian whatever it's called Canada Dry ginger ale and let let the real uh, connoisseurs have their ginger beer and Ver, get our, Verners. Get our Jones. Get our Jones Verners. Yeah. Oh, Verners. Slur. Excellent. No, nah, don't don't worry about Verners, Doug. I don't think you can handle that. Little, Shut up. It's a little spicy All for right. you. <laughs> No, let's go to the task at hand. What do you guys think? I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I actually have the answer here somewhere. So, so when we've when we've weighed in, David has actually sent me uh, the answer. So you, this will be resolved. Okay. So the first one is the. So we got the bunnies. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what do you guys think? I think that is false fiction. I'm. I'm. T- okay. So I know I I'm doing this yeah. like I'm like as if I was taking a test. Bad. Bad. Poorly. <laughs> yeah, poorly. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I can't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna go three for three fake. Or what's the point? That's true. I. I think he's. I. I. I'm. I'm trying to get in his head here. Trying to go even like, like, two out of three fake. That's not his style. That's. That doesn't have the impact. And I got some. I got issues with the seven up thing. So I'm gonna say bunnies, misguided but true. Okay. Okay. Doug. Um, I'm gonna say false. It, it seems uh, it seems too simple. I was maybe. gonna say it's it like, just it seems just like it inject inject some urine into this bunny and there you cut go. it open and look at its ovaries. I don't know. It is stupid. I'll agree what? with you there. Yeah. It's it's absurd. Uh, stupid on their part. So. Yeah. It's kind of beyond belief for me. So. So we got so let's let's do this. Uh, we got Carlos saying fiction, fiction, Doug, fiction, fiction, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go true here. Okay. Fact, but but fact has the same initial, and I'm only writing down initials, so I'm gonna go with a T. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure with this show too, the cause I <clears throat> I used to love it. I used to watch it a lot. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. That uh, I think like when some of the stuff is actually fact, it's not quite factual in the way they presented it. If you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I know what you mean, but we're gonna have to give him the benefit of the doubt no, because yeah, I'm just saying. So because I've got what I have here is is didn't look like a very long thing. So okay. Um. Did so, he get these actually from the show? Probably. Nah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no. Really? I think yeah, but oh, we'll, we'll figure that. We can talk to him at a later date. You know, we might, we might, we might actually have him in the studio at some point. So. 
something to bring up. So the next thing we have is, is the Agent Orange. So basically, uh, this is this was a little more intricate. So to sum up his his argument, because there, he's not he's not asking whether or not Agent Orange Agent Orange was used. That's a fact. Right. He was he's arguing Effects. that it was used. No, Moritz, why it was used? It was he was he's saying rather than uh, the deforestation, which would then flush the MVA and Viet Cong out of the forest, you know, giving like you know, reducing their places to hide. He's mm-hmm. he's saying that it, it's an intricate it's an intricate difference, but he's saying basically that it was it, it is more nefarious. He's saying it was to uh, ruin the crops and the the countryside, which would then force the rural Vietnamese uh, into the more easily uh, controlled cities. Huh. How, how 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 would we determine if that was fact? Is it? I mean, does there ever be uh, an article or something? Ostensibly, I mean, yeah, my brother is. You know, I'm gonna have to say if he if he's saying this is true, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was well researched. Now I don't I don't have his, I don't have his uh, his notes. Okay. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm gonna say that that one uh is fact. Doug. Um, I guess I'll go with fact. You know, I'm going to, too, but mostly because I would basically believe anything bad about the government. I was about to say that, and especially during that time and that event. Yeah, it's horrible. That's a horrible, Moment. horrible thing that we're living with, where if you, if it's, you know, sounds horrible and it's evil and mean-spirited. Probably true. It's probably true. It does suck. It By does. The way, there was a time Vietnam was not a war; it was a conflict. Thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Thank you for correcting that. Uh, <laughs> there was a time where the exact opposite was 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 the case, and we've just long crossed over from that. Probably yeah, in, in due in, in large part to this kind of thing in Vietnam. Yeah. Terrible. So the last one is actually kind of apropos our earlier conversation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was there lithium at one point in Seven Up? I'm going to say that's fiction. I don't believe it. It would explain why it tastes so poor. Because it's missing something. <laughs> that that lithium just gave that little extra edge, that little tasty tasty uh, piece that it's missing. I, I, I agree. Tasty uh, taste? <laughs> tasty taste, dude. Yeah. So you think fiction? I'm, I'm going to say if one of these is, is fictional, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's, my, that's my, my bet. Doug? I'll, uh, I'll say this one's... Fact. Fact? I stand, I stand by my 7-Up. Too crazy to be true. <laughs> Do you stand by it and how it used to have lithium in it? Yeah, yeah that's fine. Do people... I, I even know, like, that's something you do. Uh, it's something that is done, I think, like David mentioned, for uh, certain um, mental illnesses. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it's if people abuse it. I'm sure if people use it, then they abuse it as well. But yeah. um, I don't know. What's the verdict? All right. Well, let me let me let me just uh, fire up the old telephone here. Are you gonna call him? <laughs> yeah. Is it on your phone? Yeah. I have, I have these messages that come in a text form, Carlos. They're on the uh, the phone as well. SMS, oh. correct? Um, I just I just read this, but uh, we forgot the the one last thing, the the bonus question, which is the South Park thing. Now I don't watch <laughs> oh, South Park, fact. but. Fact. Is that fact? That's ridiculous. I don't, well, I don't watch it, but I, it, I'm sure it's fact. I think that was presented as fact, even even yeah. thinly veiled. So here it is. He's saying <laughs> they're all true. 
Ah, uh, okay. Uh, there we uh, go. Uh, yeah. the, he, you know, a little, a little, uh, a little trickery on his part, but saying they're all true, nonfiction, including the bonus. Now, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm a little shocked about the seven up. Silly to me. The bunnies seem silly to me. The bunnies does seem silly to me, but we've done some silly, silly stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah. We have. You know, and especially in in the in the laboratory. That's good. He got he, he got each of us. I, I won't necessarily blow you guys up on how many, but I'll let you know that both of you guys were skeptical. Yeah, I I mean that was tough. Those are all crazy. All crazy. Uh, big ups to Seven Up though, I guess, for putting for joining the the drug soda bandwagon. I know. I'm surprised that that doesn't get brought up more. You know, I mean, Coke definitely gets. For whatever reason, drag through the you know the uh, the coals over it's that. In the, it's in the name, I for guess. sure. Yeah, I'm sure Seven Up meant something too, you know. But uh, what does lithium do to you? What would that do to you? I I don't know. I mean, God, feels so unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not good at drugs, guys. I gotta look that one up. Yeah, I think it's I like uh, I think you um, it's like uh the crushed up bones of superheroes <laughs> <laughs> could be I love, I love that that's so good it implies that superheroes are real this person clearly wanted you to take a lot of cocaine <laughs> I, I hope not <laughs> apparently yeah it's a it's a uh, it's a metal and uh it's a um it's an alkali metal and <laughs> make seven up taste bad I don't it, know about this. Yeah, I don't know about this either. <laughs> it's there a it's used, used to treat by... This, come on, it's Nirvana. Gosh. Oh, no, no, okay, well, but time out. But Go in ahead. my head, I'm thinking of the Bush song right now. What's Glycerine? that Bush song? Glycerine? Glycerine. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yes. I know it's Nirvana. I know it's Nirvana. Um, it's used to treat bipolar disorder, so people can Ooh. people can look it up more. I don't know. Maybe you can get some sort of... Lithium? Some sort of uh, high <laughs> off it. I have to imagine it was... It was fun for these people that were drinking 7-Up to use, but I don't actually know. All right. Well, today's uh, podcast is brought to you by drugs. <laughs> and drug talk. And drug talk. <laughs> Misinformed <laughs> drug knowledge. I feel, like we uh, covered a lot. I feel like we covered a lot today. I think I'm going to need to start uh, presenting my dreams for this show. Hmm. I've just been having some real strange dreams, and it's like to the point where I'll wake up and remember part of a dream... As if it happened. <laughs> oh, are you having yeah. trouble like differentiating between? Yeah, I, I actually I am. It's been a couple. I can't I can't remember offhand, but uh, I remember di- just distinctly like feeling that I had uh, done this thing, and it, and it was it was bizarre. And I, For days. I was like <laughs> I was like second guessing myself. Wow. Like, what, what, really were, what were the effects? I mean, I'd love to hear more. Uh, well, I don't. It. I. I think. Well, for one dream, obviously, the one of the more recent ones, I definitely didn't happen. But uh, there's an NBA basketball player, Blake Griffin. He's like a young star, and for some reason, he was having me follow him around all day, and we we're just we we're going on like these adventures, uh, like going to to buy <laughs> to buy an awesome new car and and going to the club and talking to ladies. It was uh, it was super super weird. And he wanted me to follow him to like document his day, and then uh, I guess write about it or something. Now this is something you question whether or not it actually happened. No, I was saying this one definitely did not happen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. 
but uh, no. <laughs> I'll it put that just, one in that category. It was just an example of a, a recent dream, but no, the other ones are much more mundane. Um, as far as just like, did I go hang out with this person that I normally hang out with, and did we go like, I don't know, go to the store or something? Yeah, I, I think no offense, but for most people, those are the ones that they that kind of uh, trick most people into thinking that maybe that did happen or not. Whether or not they hung out with an NBA basketball player, it's usually easily chalked up to a dream. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I, I had a dream like that when I was a, a, a little kid. And, I mean, it happens from time to time, you know, where you're confused. But I have been at moments in my life where, like, for some whatever reason, I'm just having, you know, the more mundane your dreams are, the more that, believable. yeah, the more believable and the more, you know, easily confused they are. But I remember I woke up once and I had, I had been uh, in my dream playing with, do you remember those little um, wind-up cars? Not wind-up, but, like, like where you would draw them back. And they yeah, would yeah. go, but there were these special the kind. Sound they make. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like an over revving little motor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And these ones, you could you could do them like that, and they were cool. Or you could put a little penny in the back, and they would oh, kind of. Oh yeah. Do you remember those? What was that for? I do remember that. Why it would you... it would make them kind of like in a wheelie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they yeah, would go yeah. all crazy. And I had there. I mean, that toy has to cost you know at the time probably two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you know the overpriced toys two dollars yeah. they're tiny. But I woke up and I had had that dr- that in my dream, and I woke up and realized I did not have that toy, and I was just br- a broken bro- a broken boy. Yeah, I was devastated. And you know the funny part is I never even told my parents I wanted that toy. I I like kept it to myself. It was, it was some unattainable goal that was just like some cheap toy. <laughs> I wish I could have seen your reaction. That would have been funny. That just that speaks volumes about you, Carlos. That, that's, a kid, Car- that's Carlos in a nutshell. A, right a kid that wishes he had this toy and he doesn't have it. That realization, waking up to go play with my toy, and then just the look on my face as I realize <laughs> I don't have funny. it. It's really funny to me. <laughs> Glad we're friends, Riley. <laughs> too, it is too bad. <laughs> well, guys, yeah. I think we've come to the end of another episode. It was great talking to you, as always. Likewise, man. Likewise, definitely. All right. So, I'm Riley Edwards. This has been Doug Butler. Thank you. And and Carlos Pascal. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Until next time.